Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. The A-Team are back. You can text our show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. OK. Very high-pitched on email there, if you don't mind me yeah, saying. You know what? Because email's becoming an archaic activity, I felt I wanted to give it a bit more zing <laughs> to try, try and raise it right. up a bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Frank, quickie, Alan's you know, back from holiday and he's got that... You know, it's not back, back from holiday, is he? Well... I've, uh, I've spent some time in Brighton. He's been away, but he's got that glow. You know when someone oh. comes back with the glow? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sunburn. <laughs> yes. Slight sunburn. Okay. Mm. How long were you in uh, Brighton? Um, Tuesday till today. Oh. I thought you just went down for a gig, but you, you made no, it no, into a trip. I've got a, a couple of nights there. Oh, it's like when you get like when you play Bournemouth in the Premier League and you go down there for the weekend and have a bit yeah. of fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very similar to that. Nice idea. I um, I feel like we're ignoring the elephant in the well, room. Well, I feel somewhat. we're doing well, that's that very, thing. That's very flattering. Thank you. <laughs> Or something I'm, afraid like that. I'm afraid at Some home you won't, you, won't get that, you won't get that joke to have explained. It's one of those jokes that you'll appreciate further down the line and, and it'll be worth so much more. There was a thing that um, <laughs> happened last week. I think we had an email, didn't we, about We did. We did. Um, I mean, I was in absentia last week. You was? So what, what's it like? I've never been there. Absentia. Yeah, it's all right. It's not as good as Brighton. I imagine um, it's, it's run by some tin pot dictator. <laughs> absentia. That's Darren like, Anderton, apparently. A bit like, um, who's the, who's the, what's the name of the place in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Oh, well, yes, um, it's like one of those Moldavia. Yeah, one of those yeah. places. Moldavia's real estate. Yeah, Moldova was in Dynasty. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, well, I've just, anyway. I'm trying to not distract myself from this email, but I, I do have an anecdote that I may pop back to at some point Book during market. the morning. I'll okay. bookmark it. We can open another um, tab. As I say, I wasn't here last week. Dear Alan, the DME, and in this instance, particularly Mr Skinner, long-time reader, uh, first-time writer. I've just been listening to the podcast. It's Tuesday today, this arrived. <laughs> a mere three days since you broadcast the show, but in many ways a different world altogether. I've just heard a comment from which... Uh, from Frank, which I feel needs to be brought up. On Saturday, this may have been a throwaway comment that most readers will have forgotten, but could make oh, the next no. show very interesting. Frank mentioned a T-shirt he'd been gifted, something to do with the ashes, <laughs> and he pointed out that we weren't doing so well in our then-current match. So poorly, in fact, he said he'd do the next show wearing just that T-shirt should we win. I'll just leave that there. Praise, etc. <laughs> 814. And yeah. he's not alone... Although you might be feeling quite alone this morning because <laughs> Ollie Wilton got in touch with us. If we win this match, I'll do next week's show in just this T-shirt. I look forward to seeing how the 1996 Rear of the Year is holding up. Oh, nice. I'm afraid but, it's broken away from its mooring. When we had a studio yeah. webcam, that could I have can't wait the to see Em's face when Frank does next week's show in just his T-shirt. Feel mm -hmm. sorry for Emily and Alan after what was promised. It goes on. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. When um, when we won that um, game and... Um, cricket. Yeah, you, I had, you reached uh, for the arsenic. I, I had uh, <laughs> several dilemmas around the game because I didn't actually see the glorious ending live 
Oh, I'm because I was I was lost in <laughs> I was lost in Tottenham. I was driving round and round Tottenham looking for somewhere to park. Oh, that was how I celebrated it. Okay. Um, I said on the radio. Was but good, when I, I got an alert saying um, England have won, yeah, and I remember thinking. I, I bet people didn't even hear me say it was such a it was such a casual remark. How could I have possibly thought that about radio? Mm. <laughs> you know, we get sometimes we get texts saying, "Oh, I, I like that joke that the other two are completely yes. and it, they, they pick it on the slightest throwaway." That's love what I it. love about it. Yeah. The, so you made a promise. Hoisted. I made a promise. But I know the producers just handed you a fez, the, the miniature fez. So I do hope. Yeah, but it won't, it won't be... fit in there. Have you got a. <laughs> uh, six and seven eights oh, at the last count. God they could. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There's some other interesting things going on this morning, though, Frank. Mm. Or not going on, e.g. trousers. <laughs> e.g. Hey, e. trousers would be a great name for a uh, <laughs> character in an uh, Oscar Wilde short story. <laughs> My favourite is the uh, the gif we got sent of uh, Donald Ducks. Yes, well, Donald Duck... Rear area. Donald Duck um, used to wear a sort of naval tunic <laughs> with nothing on his lower part. Sort of a cropped bolero sailor, Jackito. Yeah, and I, there used to be a, a, a comic, a, a legendary circuit comic called uh, Malcolm Hardy, who mm. sadly is no longer with us. It drowned in the Thames, in fact. Yeah. And he um, used to do a routine about... Um, about Donald Duck, pointing out that in cartoons when Donald Duck had a bath, he used to put a towel around his waist, <laughs> even though for the rest of his life he just <laughs> wore a short jacket. <laughs> so that what is something about the mirror, I think, that gave Donald yes. oh, right. a terrible um, feeling of guilt. So anyway, um, so then I was in a situation where I think Emily contacted me, and I saw, Emily came to my house, actually, that's how desperate it was, and said, um, oh, I've had loads of uh, tweets about you having to uh, do it in just a T-shirt next week. Uh, it was like a Cobra meeting. Well... Yeah. Like, okay, everyone, come on. <laughs> so um, I... Uh, yeah, but again, thanks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... I, what I did is I got in contact with um, our... Um, Legal department. No, uh, <laughs> I thought of with our esteemed leader, I think they... Uh, is that All right. Whatever the term they use. Our divine esteemed leader. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Sylvester is like uh-huh. Mr. Absolute in many yeah. ways. And... Um, he said to me, you can... Because I, 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 we have three, you know, we have not just Emily, but two um, female members of staff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought, did well, I don't, did know, I don't know what the situation three is. Three ladies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they like it. Well, well that was my question. <laughs> um, we can't so, assume uh, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> three little maids from school. Three little maids. Um, We're probably making this work. But can I just say, yeah. I... I got involved, as they say in the East End. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did, you know, Frank was ever so sweet, Al. Mm-hmm. He was very conscious of not putting anyone in an uncomfortable position. My response to this was, yeah, nice try, mate. Your face is on the tea towel now. You're doing it. It's mm-hmm. all yeah. gone. Um, but he was <laughs> conscious. I did discuss it with the the, the women folk here. Um, we were absolutely 
set on him doing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did get a directive. Yeah. In fact, I couldn't completely carry out my thing. So I had to wear. Um, <laughs> I had to wear pants. All right. And um, actually, the. Um, the the um, esteemed leader said um, <laughs> they had to be boxers. It was an interesting, right? Oh. Interesting uh, distinction. Introducing an well, element of, of jeopardy, I would say. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, briefs. Um, yeah. What about if I always wore briefs? Yeah, I okay. I'm feeling a bit boxes. sick. I said you could do it. I didn't it just say. seems wrong wearing boxers for a cricket bet. Good point. But, you know. But anyway, I went with the boxers. Well, obviously. Um, Gary Lineker, Gary Winston Lineker, oh, yes. has uh, set the precedent here. Yeah, but he basically wore football Ooh. shorts, in my opinion. Okay. Whereas oh. I've just, I've just put my usual boxers on. Have you? Oh, oh they yeah. sound nice. Um, <laughs> but I, I would have gone briefs because briefs was nearer to the brief, so to speak. Yes. But right, um, Fez has been placed on your desk again. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> am I going to get my face slapped during the music? Don't mention it again. Anyway, it's um, so I'm, I'm in fact I'm here in um, in my t-shirt and pants. That's how I'm mm-hmm. doing the show this morning. It's as close as I could get in the current climate <laughs> to carrying out my uh, pics, or it didn't happen. Yeah, well, you can you can certainly do pics. That's fine. I think I have to oh, uh, I have to do my penance, <laughs> as Germain. we say in the Catholic Church. <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. So anyway, I'm in my boxers and my T-shirt this morning, and that's it. And, and so presumably you know for the for the uninitiated cricket person... Oh, um, yes. The, we should explain. There was what they call in the um, sport world an epic comeback, was there? There was. was yes. There was an epic comeback, yes. Um, I, to be honest, when I said that, it, things weren't th- that bad. They were just right. bad. They got worse. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, it really looked... It certainly did if this you morning. Want like a, if you want like a pretend knows nothing about cricket person, you could use me as that sort of... Um, well, if okay. you wanted a real one... I'm out. Given I'm, that, I'm, yeah. yeah, but Al, given that I, when I was taken to Lords with my father, I ended up playing with the rubbish. Yeah, I was I so told bored. You not to call the working class <laughs> oh, again. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> uh, that's so not entirely true. Uh, <laughs> well, let me give you, you a tell let, us what happened? just to give you a general sense of how big a deal it was. I I missed it live for. Um, family commitments, reasons and whatever. And, and one of the things I did the next day was I listened to the... Um, they do a podcast of um, Test Match Special, which is oh, the... Yeah. What is it now? Five Live Extra show. And I listened to that. I went out in, up into the shops listening to that and I cried. I wow. actually physically <laughs> cried in the street because oh, I was man. so moved by what had happened. It was basically when one person stands up and changes the world. It was like that. Wow. So, you know, it happened with like, I don't know, Genghis Khan, Gandhi and now Ben Stokes. Oh, yeah. Goodness me. He's and, in good uh, company, isn't he? <gasps> And the t- you know TMS <laughs> Test Match Special does uh, it, it does it very well. I know the Can BBC can be horrible to women and old age pensioners, but Test Match Special is uh, exceptional. So just to give you non cricket then a bit of it. So um, they needed seventy odd runs to beat their arch enemies Australia, okay. and there was only one wicket left. So all Australia had to do was get 
someone out and they'd yeah. won and they'd won the ashes, they'd won the whole thing. It was all over. And Ben Stokes, probably the well, no, the best all rounder in the world is at one end, so that's good. At the other end is a bloke called Jack Leach. Oh uh-huh. yes, I've heard of him. Now Jack Leach is a bowler, um and not known for his batting. He did get 90-odd against Ireland, but everyone right. thought, well, he'll be out in seconds. And the great thing about him is that he... It really reminds me of your um, your precursor, Gareth Richards. Right. If Gareth Richards was bald, <laughs> he'd, okay. he'd be like... And he's got that same manner. He's a very sort of funny but very mild-mannered, gentle... Right. A bloke you can imagine might have a train set. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was at one end. You've got a bloke oozing testosterone, yeah, mm-hmm. Ben Stokes, and at the other end, this bald bloke in glasses who looks like he's come to ask Ben um, to keep the noise down at <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they did it. And um, he faced um, Jack Leach faced fifteen deliveries, and, right. and he got one run. And there's, there's a fabulous. On the night after they'd won, they didn't go home. They stayed in the dressing room for ages and, you know, just soaked it up. And then they went out onto the pitch and the players sat around on the pitch and Jack Leach uh, reenacted his one run oh, for them. <laughs> <laughs> There's footage of it. Can I say it's... that's the sort of thing Frank would have done? Oh, what yeah, I liked brilliant. about this, boys, is that it felt very much like one of those feel-good British films. Just right. the narrative's arc of it, mm-hmm. which would definitely have Risa fans in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are any more takers for who might star in it, but we know the oh, kind Toby of thing... Toby Jones is already a shoe-in. Jim Broadbent, maybe? Oh, oh yeah. And so. Risa fans would have clutched the um, trophy. I'm not the ones that she could beat. You know what I mean, the metaphorical mm-hmm. trophy, and said, you beauty, in a yeah. Welsh accent, and kissed it at one point. Yeah, who would play Sounds Ben good. Stokes? Oh, Charlie Drake. 12, 15. <laughs> Stop it, you don't know Charlie Drake. Of course I do. My references are really, I well, need to update. Charlie Drake is one of my favourite all-time comedy heroes, I'll have you know. Hello, my darling. That was his uh, catchphrase, which I think was picked up by someone in EastEnders. <laughs> a, a middle-aged woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlie Drake famously was so unpopular and so horrible to people. Obviously, I can identify with it. <laughs> That they did a thing at the London Palladium when he had to be thrown at a through a bookcase because he did lots of he did all his own stunts. Mm. So he, they just <laughs> set up a bookcase just like balanced with no screws in it, and then during the afternoon break, um, two of the crew went in and and screwed it all up. <laughs> so he, on, live on television, they threw him into the bookcase and he knocked him unconscious. <laughs> Can you uh, write that down? Oh. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Radio. You were t- can I just say, we were talking about Charlie Drake earlier. I yeah. mean, we won't talk about him for too long, but uh, <laughs> he... I, I was just looking up some information about him. We found out he was how tall, Frank? Five foot one, did you say? Yes. I mean, I'm, I remember <laughs> him as short, but I... Yeah. Mm. And he appeared on This Is Your Life and was given uh, the Red Book at... No. Not the London Palladium. Same as me. But in a rehearsal room. You didn't get stage, Okay. Okay. Only the greats were done on (laughs) This Is Your Life. (laughs) 
That's not true, actually. They used to have weeks where they, it would be like a post lady from yes. the Outer Hebrides, one of those. Oh, did they? You know where the honours list, when you look at and you think, oh. Yeah. But oh. it's someone who's done oh, real genuine good work. Someone at school oh. who's actually helped people. Yeah, exactly. Waste of an episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever been on This Is Your Life? I haven't, no. I haven't, so is Frank. Not as a subject, as a guest. Yeah. So hurry up, love. Yeah. Well, it's gone now, hasn't it? It's oh, gone, but not forgotten. Not on this show, that's for sure. It would be possible to bring it back, wouldn't you? Who would host it? Have a meeting about it. You should host you it. You get this away. Listen, this is how Doctor Who started. I don't think, isn't it? I don't think people, air begging. people don't associate me with life. <laughs> my, my worry about Frank doing it is he would just... <laughs> you could do This Is Your Death and just talk oh, to comics yeah. about awful what, gigs and have what that I did sort of spot out version of stony ground. Can you imagine <laughs> Frank doing This Is Your Life and then you let... You did what? what Why when, did you leave your wife? When I was on there... Um, I remember thinking because I, I I was done at the uh, at the London Palladium as you say when Michael Aspel was the host, and um, when I was done, I remember thinking this would be a hell of a show if you did a late night version and you brought on oh. ex girlfriends oh. and people you'd upset in the past. And that would be good. I mean, obviously, they'd need a they'd need a, had to be the O two <laughs> if it was people <laughs> who I worked with who didn't like me, but. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it could be, you know what I mean, quite a hard... Because you know, the truth is that someone's life is not just about the people who love them. No. Right. It's a bit like... Have you read Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game? No. I think as the books progress, they have developed this idea of a, a person who goes to funerals mm. and the week before the funeral they go around and interview everyone who knew this person and they put together a com people who didn't like them and everything they put together a complete picture of their life and then this neutral person speaks at the funeral oh. and does like an objective view oh, of nice. who this person it won't catch on no, no I don't think so well, don't, don't do it at mine just no. so you know yeah, people don't want that <laughs> no I don't I, let's face it okay um, we've I'll actually had an email speak. um We've had an email uh, entitled The Git Up Challenge. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I was introduced this week to The Git Up Challenge and wondered if news of it had found its way to you yet. I heard about it from my husband. I immediately thought Frank would surely be a shoo-in to take part in this. You can imagine the disappointment when I found out it was not a challenge for people to be gittish, but a dance challenge on TikTok the social media platform currently in vogue, to a song called Git Up. Bit of a missed opportunity. Maybe you could start a rival <laughs> Git-based challenge. Mm. Long-time reader and... Oh, I don't read that bit. No. Um, it Jennifer. Would a, it would be a tough uh, tough bit, though, wouldn't it? I mean, just, just the guests. What would the guests be like <laughs> on that? I mean, doing a show with guests, you know, you get enough awkwardness, but if you brought yeah. on it, just if you only had Gits on there, mm. it would be... Uh, you're I'm, right. It's one of those ideas that seems appealing, but now you've drilled into the detail somewhat I, gittishly, if I may say. I once did a thing with um, Michael Winner, oh, yeah. and um, he arrived. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the director said, so you need to come in this. I said, I think, wouldn't it be better if you're coming from that direction? Because it's going to... And Michael Winner sort of goes, well, obviously it would. I mean, then he, he said to the director, I think you better let Frank direct it because you obviously don't have any clue. And he really <laughs> tore into this. <laughs> of course, I was tempted to say, 
calm down. <laughs> I thought that was... I, you can't throw people's catchphrases back at them. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So... We weren't mid anything, were we? Don't believe we were. I went to the fair... Oh, yeah. This, oh, uh, very medieval. Yeah. Mm. With, with a Y? With a wench. No, they were not with a Y. It was a proper one with an I. It oh. was no craft yeah. for sale. <laughs> I um, prefer a fair with an I. By the way, when you go to a craft affair, have you ever developed mm. a method for moving away from a stall where you've looked at something? Oh, it's very difficult. Oh. Uh, do you not just make a sort of an assertive eye contact and go, thank you? No. No. I feel I have to do a dot, dot, dot as if I'm coming back. Yes, so, oh. you do. Right, OK. Yeah. OK, well, we'll have a, look, <laughs> have a bit of a look round. Yeah. In brackets, we're not coming back, I don't like any, it. it's overpriced. Close bracket. We'll <laughs> have a bit of a look round, that's right, it's great. And when I walk away, I'll have a little look back yeah. to give them hope. The faux right. last look. You know, what I do, it's like a speed dating, isn't it? Because I go over, I did it recently at a food market, Frank. I was doing that. And it's because it's so personal. Normally you don't meet the manufacturer direct. No. Yeah, it's better with a third party in between, isn't it? I'll keep that to yourself. <laughs> um, but there was a woman with some lovely mushroom pate. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I realised as soon as I said that. No, sounds, I love it. But love it was it. lovely. She made it with curd cheese. It was her own business. Uh, love, absolutely love, lovely. You know what they say? Love your curds. It was lovely. But you know, <laughs> because she was saying it was a recipe, my brother first made it and we were children, uh, I couldn't not buy it. Oh, you see, I've, I've, well, I'm, you, I'm upset by it, but not enough to spend money on. So, they're yeah. often, all that stuff is always overpriced. Mm-hmm. The craft fairs and stuff. You know the badge they've made out of um, old dog teeth? All those things. Yeah, you go over and it's interesting. They say, yes, yeah, it's, it's just an £18.50. Yeah. And you want to throw it up the wall and smash it. But um, <laughs> you go, oh, OK, OK. Right. Anyway, we're going to... Um, we're just going to have a little browse and, and we'll be see, back in a minute. They always make you feel as if your purchase is, is the difference between their business continuing yeah. and, and all that. And, uh, you buy anything then? Anyway, I went to a fair, <laughs> which is not like that. We oh, have to okay. win things. Oh, right, one of those I went to a proper fair. Oh, excellent. Um, here's a question for you. What is the etiquette for bumping cars? Oh. There's always there's this weird idea where the man, it's usually a man, suggests that you all have to ride around, drive around in a circle going in the same direction. But it is nothing unless you just turn around and drive headlong into someone, is it? Yeah. I think well, so. I, I would love to go on a bumper, have a bumper car experience where people just drove in an orderly fashion. Well, I think you see, I would enjoy that enormously. Isn't that just driving. Yeah, which would be not nice necessarily. <laughs> not for everyone else. All right. I. It's interesting <laughs> because I said to the 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 woman after who was selling the tickets, I said. Uh, Oh, you see, I, I think it's rubbish, isn't it, if you all just drive around. You need to drive. She said, well, there's two views on this. Bumping cars or dodgems. And oh. I thought, that's a good oh. point. It's actually in the semantics thing. Right. If you yeah. see them as dodgems, then the idea is to avoid all that. 
She's, she's really thought it through. I like. Yeah. Oh, what I don't like about them is when I look up and I see that big hook at the top, which attaches it oh, to I'm the ceiling. Like I wish I had one of those in life all the time. <laughs> so it makes me feel safe. But I let Buzz drive my my seven year old, and he is so obsessed with driving headlong. Is there a bit when everyone started going round? He just turned around and drove it into the wall. <laughs> for, and I said, "This is just." This is just, it's seeing the other person shake and surely it's the joy of it. You know, I've got feelings. Um, but I'd love to know if there is, because it's one of these weird things in life where everyone pretends that the way to do it is to go around in a circle. Mm. But it is nothing unless you break the rules. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've had some missives in regarding dodgems and bumper cars. Oh, yeah. Have we got to the bottom of the actual etiquette? Well, um, one of our uh, readers, Jazza, says bumper cars until the age of 11. Oh. Well, so... And then does, it becomes dodgems. But yeah, well, does, someone else says... Does that mean that's what you call them, or are you allowed to, to I think it's them? suggesting that up until that age... Because Neil Shepperson says, try to avoid people in dodgems and try and bump them in bumper cars, Frank. Oh. Surely yeah, the clue one is in the, the question. But they're one and the same vehicle. That's my point. Are they always... Though? It's a, are they always it's a rule them? set change, isn't it? You're suggesting it's like snooker and pool or something, yeah. aren't you? Except... Um, and what I, well, I tell you what I think it is. Mm. I think that no one really adopts the rule. But if you didn't have a rule, that then the bumping would be less, would feel less rebellious. You'd oh. feel yes. you'd feel less of a crazy maverick character if you were supposed to <laughs> openly bump. So we have to live in this facade in the <laughs> bumping car world that mm. everyone's going to drive around in a thing. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's so phony. I suppose, I mean, I loathe bumper cars and dodgems. I think it might be the I love worst. hydrangeas. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> yes, it is. She said that when a fan <laughs> gave her hydrangeas. <laughs> Who said she it? Was, Madonna was given hydrangeas. <laughs> Madonna is such a spiteful and pleasant person. <laughs> <laughs> ah. It's one of my favourite quotes. I love hydrangeas. And she was heard, Frank, saying, whispering, she didn't realise she was mic'd up, and she turned around to her aide at the press conference and she went, I loathe hydrangeas. And she just said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but do you remember when there was, there was two gay men on, Sky, on Graham Norton's show and they'd made these, they'd got these dolls and they'd put them oh, in yeah. different costumes of Madonna through the ages that they had right. made themselves. Mm. They obviously they were adored her. And she was going, oh, well, I certainly wouldn't have. And all that stuff. And you thought, oh, please. Please, <laughs> is what I thought. I know. But, you so know. you love bumper cars. Yeah, the reason I don't like them is, well, I think fairly self-evident, they're vile, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I what I don't like is the sort of look... Well, exactly, the concussion. <laughs> the sort of smug look that the drivers give you. Oh, ha, yeah. ha, ha, got you. And I think I've never got along with them because I always look horrified and upset when they bump into me. Uh, I don't play the bumper mm -hmm. car game. I see. You know, they sort of, we're all in this together. Plus, I just always feel a bit concussed and headachey. Mm -hmm. Why would anyone do that? It's well, hard. I, I must say I'm a bit of a fan. Really? <laughs> How, where, do you like the waltzer? 
I don't oh. like the waltz. I once had a very bad uh, experience on the waltz when we were the only ones there. It was it was in uh, Ed, what's the seaside bit near Edinburgh? Portobello. Called? Yeah, Portobello. Mm. And because we were on, I was on with um, three ladies. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, and, they like um, it. Uh, the guy because there were three ladies decided he was going to give it super spins on the waltzes. Oh, I hate yeah. it when they do that. And um, it was so. We were going so fast I could barely read his tattoos, mm. the man running it. And when I got off, you know when people say my my legs turned to jelly? or mm. It was like I got off and I could barely stand. I felt so sick and horrible. And I, I just don't, don't like want to put my life in their hands. I don't think I don't know if one could die on the waltz. I suppose your neck could snap oh, like I a think carrot. You could. Yeah, a carrot. <laughs> if it was thrown, <laughs> if you were thrown back and yeah. you weren't wearing a brace, yeah. wouldn't it be great to put a? I remember going on the teacups. Oh at, yeah. Um, at Disneyland. Those I like. And even that made me feel a bit nauseous. I think my <laughs> fairground ride days are behind me. Top three songs played at fairgrounds. Always <clears> lo- <throat> love cats. The Cure. Oh, they love oh, that's a bit a of good love one. Cats. But I tell you what's right what on time. Recent... <laughs> right on time, Alan. But Cochran, you know what has recently so well. entered? What's recently entered? Go that on. that um, shotgun by George Ezra. I noticed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that bit, bit. has completely took its has place it? in Especially the. Especially on the shooting range. <laughs> oh, we've gone a bit. Um, <laughs> if you had home. a shotgun, that'd be easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> <they? laughs> <laughs> Can I use my shotgun? Uh, I'll do an object with Jean. <laughs> Oh, the big, all the side come out of a big cuddly box bunny. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So here's the thing I did um, bake off extra slice this week. Oh, Oh, how was it? Free cake. They never liked me. I never feel the audience liked me. They don't like you. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Are you mean to them? Did you no. do anything mischievous? No, no, oh, I was, right. I was <clears throat> lovely. That's, that's a problem I have. It's a failing. Yeah, I, I tell you what, someone had made a cake with um, oh. cinder toffee. Ooh. Oh, that now, sounds nice. I, um, I associate cinder toffee with very much with my childhood. I know you get crunchy cinder toffee. Oh, yeah. But that uncovered lovely. cinder toffee... Oh, when yeah. my dad went to Blackpool for the illuminations on the pub trip. Oh, hang on, I'm going to settle around the fireside. <laughs> I love her Frank's dad story. Well, he used to come back with um, cinder toffee. And I'm, I'm just thinking if, if kids now hear of cinder toffee, I don't think they know what a cinder is. No. And I couldn't think of it. It's give, uh, I think it's called cinder toffee because it's got the same texture as burnt out coal. Hasn't he? Oh. But no one uses coal anymore, so I don't know mm-hmm. what else has got that texture apart from my spine at my age. <laughs> I don't know. Cinder toffee, I, I wouldn't know what to expect, really, with that, to be honest. Well, you wouldn't know what to expect? No. I mean, is it sort of toffee in cinders? Well, it's oh. toffee in with a cinder texture. I don't yeah. really eat cinders often, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have a sort of taste experience Good to point. compare it with. Do you Good see? Point. Uh, yes. I mean, you might have eaten but coal can more tell. often than me. Well, I didn't eat them, but you could tell by just by the handling, their, their okay. texture. Yeah. He also used to bring back a thing that I've never heard of in 20-odd years. He'd bring back um, a thing called tiger knots. 
You aware of these? I don't. Oh, I have heard. They of were that, slightly though. stripy knots uh-huh. and a sort of chewy. Take anyone. Um, I know this is a bit um, radio too. But if anybody, uh, I said right, that's not true anymore. So I think Radio Two has gone very up to date oh, yeah. and modern. <clears throat> oh um, yeah. Whereas I'm drinking. They'll be playing shotgun. Um, <laughs> they'll be. Pl- oh, they'll be playing shotgun. Ah yes. Um, so, so anyway, so meanwhile, back in the Bake Off studio. Yeah. Well, that was that was. Oh, was that, it? that was basically. I I went on. And, you don't need them. Though. You know what I did? I did my. Um, I did my Chrissy Hind um, Don't Get Meringue. Do you remember that? Oh, oh Don't yeah. Get Meringue. I've always been very fond of. Did they not? Oh, someone that. said earlier it didn't. We got a message, a missive in saying they were upset that it went landed on stony ground. Well, I'll tell you what, oh, it is. Um, <clears throat> Bob Monkhouse told me many years ago that he had a joke. Dropped some at there, Frank. Yeah. He had, a, he had a joke um, that he used to use to test the audience. You need, you need a, oh, I'd love a, an a audience test on permanent yeah. call if you're going to be hanging out yes, with us exactly. two, OK? So um, the joke was, I really love, um, Marks and Spencer's are these really lovely animal-shaped biscuits and I absolutely love them. Mm. However, I bought a tin and it said on it, do not eat if the seal is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, there you go. He said, now, if they laugh on that bit, yeah. I know it's a good crowd, they're really going to be with me. If I have to go, and would you believe it? Right. Then oh. they're going to be all right. Yeah. And if I have to go, the seal was actually <laughs> broken. It's going to be a night where it's going to be like wall climbing at the gym. Thank God we're yeah. off to the right place. Yeah, and and I said, um, so I, I used to work for... Um, I used to be the runner for Chrissy Hind. And Joe Brand looked at me and I'm real, I've never, never known who this. <laughs> and I said, yeah. oh, I used to send that for cake. And she always, she didn't, I said, um, but, you know, she uh, didn't want me to get meringue. That was the, the first try. That was, no, yeah. that was pushing it. And I'd say, she used to say to, when that didn't work, I'd oh. say, she used to say to me, don't, don't get, get meringue. meringue. And what Nothing. <gasps> and in the end, I had to go, don't get meringue. You I went that far. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I was two, two seconds away from a, a diagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd have had to have done it in marzipan, which would have been messy. Yeah. Okay, um, have we heard from that which we refer to as the outside world? We've had various missives in. Um, uh, One that has just caught my eye Mm. this minute, which I think think may end up becoming a problem. Um, Hi, Frank. Only thing I can think of like cinder toffee would be bags of broken honeycomb chunks. Tony Prince, Andover, Hampshire. I think. And um, Julia in Wales says we always called it bonfire toffee. Very dark, glass like toffee. Oh, bonfire toffee, I think, is. Um, is that not a different thing, like uh, treacle toffee? Uh, it might well, this be, is yeah. what it would have come in useful. When I was younger, one of my. Uh, my longest held ambition for many years was to be a professor of sweeties, as I thought that was a job. Uh, oh, that's a it good probably job. Is and a I wish sort I, of a job I think for it someone. probably is. Well, in a way, Margaret Thatcher I mean, went down that road as a did, chemistry yeah, professor for ice cream. Yes. She was, 
Mr Whippy, I believe, she created. Because a suggestion that she sort of invented ice cream, but it was around no, before then. I believe she suggested the, the sort of Mr Whippy type formula. Do you think that's mm. what she was doing with all that milk? <laughs> <laughs> she thought, just give it to me now. I know you're upset, but give it, if you give it to me now, <laughs> I'll bring it back in a much... Lovely oh, form. New got, impressions. Have you got a, a David Bellamy, perhaps? But, you could oh, or a, um, but it's a Prince classic Charles? case of deferred gratification. Give me your milk, I'll yeah. go away and I'll give you yeah. ice cream. And I'll base it on my hairstyle. This is what happened. <laughs> really? So, uh... Hi, on. We've had some <coughs> lovely comments as well um, in support of you. I mean, I say that like you're well, some registered charity. <laughs> Cheryl just points out, I watched you an extra slice. You were fine and dandy. Remember, the audience is cake eccentric. Yeah. He won't like fine, fine and dandy. I know. Oh, why did I read well, that? Well, actually, no You were fine oh, and also God. at the same level of oh. comedy as the dandy. <laughs> oh, no. Cheryl, you were amazing. OK, next time. We've also had Maxine in Cos sunbathing. Um, bit TMI, Maxine. Uh, as a teen in, in the... Cos, oh, she's in a... Is there no, a place a, called Cos? Yeah, Cos? there's a place called Cos, Frank. So is she in Cos or is she in a she's swimming in Cos? Oh. Sunbathing. I thought she was in a swimming Cos. Oh, right. This is when in the comma comes in useful. I do yeah. apologise. As a teen in the 80s, I was at a fair and stood on the side of the waltzers and stood too close and got knocked out by someone's head spinning on the waltzers. Whoa. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> of FIFA rules, you'd have had to stop it straight away. Yes. Clash of heads. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, and a, a slight, <clears throat> um, slight change of subject, but 515 has texted with, right. I oft listen to your back catalogue of podcasts and enjoyed hearing the cockerel's birth on the show all those years ago. <laughs> One of his first weeks, Frank and Emily were talking about a social engagement they had both attended that week. The aforementioned cockerel said, looking forward to joining you on some of these joint jaunts as I get my feet <laughs> under the table. Oh, no. Oh, and then so he says, sad. He says, it's the hub that kills you, Al. <laughs> Lenny in Liverpool. Which I think is a fantastic message. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Frank, do you feel guilty? Oh, broken dreams. <laughs> that I do, I feel I'd terrible. actually forgotten I ever had those dreams. That's oh, how bad it's got. Oh, I'm man. really sorry. We really tried on those. I'd forgotten as well, if I ever even registered them at all. <laughs> do you know, we've never even pretended to invite We've never uh, even done oh, the no. dodge and oh, pretend. No, to be fair, no. he does live many, he many lives, miles away. He would always be welcome. And I do Look get him. about as well. Well, He's always stunning. is a big He's word. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a lovely always. escort for us. Ta. Can I? I know. It's <laughs> compliment you ever had. Yeah, a lovely escort. He's our car, motoring correspondent. <laughs> When I um, was driven in to um, um, town today, mm-hmm. first of all, I got in the car mm. and uh, the guy said, um, I said, OK, we, uh, uh, morning, all that. And he mm-hmm. said, uh, you're, you're, you're set. And I said, yeah, he said, OK. He said, uh, uh, good one, squire. <laughs> and I thought, well, I haven't been called squire. <laughs> For oh, yeah. a long time, I thought he doesn't mm. seem like the type of bloke who would use that. Steadily, took me about a minute to work out he'd said Golden Square, oh. which is where we're heading. 
too. But anyway, as, as we went, as we came into uh, London, the um, what I believe is now called the BT Tower. Yeah. Uh, which yes. used to be the post office. It'll it always did. be the post office tower to me. Oh, me too. The post office tower used to be like one of the mm. coolest, most <laughs> sort of swinging London. There's one in Birmingham as well. How many are there? Oh, are they yeah. in other, other cities as well? 8, 12, 15. How many post office towers mm. are there? Do you know of any others? I don't off the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but certainly was there's one in Birmingham, one in London, and that's that'll do it, won't it? That's yeah. covered in all the main mm. cities. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it said, you know, that there's a message centre because it used to be. I don't think it still is. It used to be there was there was a, a revolving restaurant on oh, top yeah. of the post office. Oh, it was Do you know so... that was a very 1960s thing? The, revol- yeah, the concept so... of the revolving restaurant. Well, the whole thing is very 60s, the po- <laughs> especially if you call it the post office tower. It really <laughs> does make me think of Carnaby Street and all. Especially as this morning, there was a message going around it that said, Good morning, London. <laughs> and that's such... I felt like I was driving into Radio mm. 1 in my mm-hmm. E-Type Jaguar. Did it say feeling well, groovy? That good. Yeah. <laughs> of course, when I got into cats. the studio and took my trousers off, okay. it felt uh, even more like go. being at Radio 1 in the 60s. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It seems to me that you lived your life. Like, now. Mm-hmm. It seems to me... Having recently been on a bumping car. Oh, yeah. That, that, well, a bumping car. That the, <laughs> yeah, that's what we always called them in Birmingham. We didn't call them bumper cars. Oh, we that, them bu- that's a good, because we called them dodgems. And did you call them bumper cars? No, we called them dodgems. Oh. See, bumper cars is a, very, is a neutral statement because they have got yeah. enormous bumpers. True. Mm. Aye. And, um, <laughs> sorry, it's very, very hard to say. They have got enormous bumpers. <laughs> but uh, it did strike me that if your That's ordinary me. car had got bumpers like bumper cars, if you want to call them mm. that, wouldn't that make a... Wouldn't that be good for road safety? Yeah, not so good for the aerodynamics, I don't think. But, yeah. But that would slow Where people down. Yeah. I, I think we should think about that. Um, Stephen Burgess, I can't remember if I shared this with you. Uh, do forgive me if I have, but there are worse crimes. What about when you spin the wheel so much that the car just loses its mind and takes you all over the place? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried that. Oh, yeah, you must. I like the idea of the car having a mind that it's capable of losing. I think we all I like, like no, I think it's... Um, I mean, Anyone I, who's seen Night Rider... Is liable to fall for that, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I've never tried spinning the wheel. What, what happens exactly? Oh, it, it, it has a real, you know, kerfuffle, the vehicle. <laughs> oh, now I feel like <laughs> I want to get on one this afternoon. Get yourself in a right so old spin, doesn't it? I don't want to wait. so local policeman. <laughs> the vehicle. <laughs> the vehicle. Yeah, I don't think one vehicle can have a one one vehicle kerfuffle. You're right. I honestly mm. think cars should have those some bumpers. Some other people though. involved for it to be a kerfuffle. You are. I think cars should have those bumpers. I suppose you'd get people riding on the back of their mates' cars the way people ride on the bumping. Thing. Yeah, mm. and it's also, already going to be nightmarish once we have the uh, automated cars and people realise that it's programmed to stop if you step in front of it. People aren't going to wait to cross the road. Either. They're just they don't walk. anymore. No. I don't know what it's like in Manchester, but. 
London, people waiting to cross the road. That's Doesn't disappeared. Happen. It's gone. No, there's so gone. much jaywalking. Stephen, Stephen Burgess <laughs> has got in touch again. <clears throat> what? Well, he's just... <laughs> oh, calm down, dear. He's... I think he's listening closely to the show, which Someone's I like. listening, yeah. <laughs> he, sa- he refers to the post office tower. Always think of the goodies episode when the giant cat attacks oh, yes. the post office tower, which, when I watched it recently, was not one-eighth as funny as I remembered it as a child. <laughs> well, comedy, sorry, a- comedy has a sell-by day. Yeah, I'd love well, a bit actually, of goodies. We've, we've had an email entitled Post Office Tower. Uh, Dear Frankie Baby, bit of a familiar, mm. did they know that before the post office tower did was erected... Did they Sorry, just did, reading did, it as it's written. Did they then say after break lasses arrows? Did they know that before the post office tower was erected, the tallest building in London for hundreds of years was St Paul's Cathedral? Ah. Did they know that? I didn't know that. Oh well, that knows now. Yeah. From at Chris Wren. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that, the idea of having the enormous bumpers on the oh, car yeah. um, does go against the road safety you. thing. I was talking to a bloke who'd been involved in a, a, a big um, research uh, thing about road safety, mm. and he said that the safer people feel, the, the worse they drive. He mm. said that the, the seat belt um, meant that careful drivers carried on driving carefully and reckless drivers got a little bit more reckless. That was the evidence of the time. He said if you want people to drive well, the best thing you could do is to have a a six-inch nail sticking out the middle of the steering wheel. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wonderful idea. I think think Boris might force that through. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner um, on Absolute Radio. Radio? <laughs> Absolute Radio. <laughs> um, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us. Hi. <laughs> you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Just writing a list of impressions you've done today, Margaret Thatcher and Radar. That's, that's what I've got so far. Have I, I missed any? That show. No, I've missed that's any probably Frank's you. impressions. We've had. Can we just kick off things this hour with an email? Well, sure. I call this retro hour, so we're going email. Okay. This is from a long-time reader called Hannah, and. You, I just want to remind you of um, something you did, which is very characteristic of you, Frank. You gave some advice. You know, I refer often on this show to how you you can't resist sometimes giving people notes after they've done a performance. Well, when I see a show, <laughs> when I see a show, um, I sometimes think, oh, that would have been... If they'd have just done that, that would have been evil. That would have got a laugh. Yeah. But... Um, it's hard to fight that back. I didn't do it with Al because Al is slightly frightening, as we know. Well, actually, Al you say you didn't be- do it with Ali- me, but I you've done it with me several times. I've, 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 he does it with yeah. everyone. I've yeah. done it, I did it with Gareth recently. Well, of course, you did. You did um, with everyone. But, but, um, but I would say that Alan is um, Ben Stokes to <laughs> Gareth Stout Leach. 
And um, he actually texted me this week saying, oh, I, 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 I did that I did that thing and it went really, really well. Right. So thanks very much. Well, Ow. for someone bashful about it, you've given me several Listen. bits of advice. Oh, yeah. I'm terribly this is sorry. called reinforcement of bad behaviour. <laughs> and I'm not terrified at all. Listen. Anyway, I also gave I also gave some post show advice to um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes, is he Lord Webber now? Yes, Why Lord doesn't he call himself Webber. Andrew Lord Webber. Oh, that's good. Why doesn't because he done he's, um, that? Why do these act? people not have the ideas you have? I know, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll do you know what? To he's going to be giving that as a note. <laughs> Go back after Phantom. Anyway. Um, uh, Anyway, Hannah's got in touch. Well, I should give this background, because what happened is I went to see um, The Sound of Music mm-hmm. with um, with the lady who won um, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria. I believe her name was Connie, Connie? Fisher. Yeah. Which, can we just say, has been running a few years, though, as a musical. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, it was exciting, because it was this, the first time they'd done it mm. with, the, like, a reality star person. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I felt that the uh, they rushed the uh, I mean, curtain call a bit, oh. so I told him after. And as I said, as I, can I say just one thing to you? He said, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did anyway. But you've always been mm-hmm. curious to know whether he would take <clears throat> this advice. Well, I, I, his, his entire manner suggested that he was so outraged that I'd made a suggestion. Yeah, which so, is re- absolutely reasonable yeah, totally. on ALW's part. <laughs> Hannah says, Dear Frank, Alan and Emily, listening to the podcast last week, I heard Frank mention the advice he gave Andrew Lloyd Webber about the curtain call for The Sound of Music, which seemed to fall on somewhat stony ground. Mm. (laughs) I was in that production at the Palladium and can reassure him that ALW did in fact change the curtain call and we never knew why. (laughs) Splendid. (laughs) Thanks for getting us called in for extra rehearsal. Frank, Ooh. praise redacted as per usual. Long-time reader Hannah. Hannah, I would love to know what your part is, part was in that production. Yeah, me too. I'm intrigued. Also, when she thanks me for the extra rehearsal, is that because they get paid or is it an ironic oh, thing? No, it's, it's ironic. ironic. Yeah, because yeah. she was dragged in. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was dragged in. Because you know what, notes. I feel now that I've really affected um, something big. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. I've changed history a little bit. You know you've Thanks, had Hannah. number one hits. And, uh, <laughs> I know, no, but there is something like Thanks, that. Hannah. You've been at football games where the whole crowd has sang your song. That's true. <laughs> you changed an Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, but you know what it is? I know, because... but it's such a... It's something that I've... I, I had a friend once who was in the army. Wow. And I know... <laughs> And he was... This is um, how you hold a bayonet. <laughs> he was in Berlin for mm. the British Army um, and he was uh, near to um, the prison, Spandau, where Rudolf Hess oh, yes. was. And he was on um, guard duty there and he raised his rifle and he got Rudolf Hess in the sights of his rifle. Because mm. Rudolf Hess would sometimes come out of his cell. They let him, when the British were in charge, they let him attend his garden and stuff like that. Mm. Russians were a bit stricter on him. And he, and he said, if I, he said, I remember thinking, if I pull the trigger now, I'll, I'll, I'll be, go down in history. Yeah. I, all I've got to do is squeeze his trigger and that's it. Um, he said he gave me a real shudder. I had to, I had to put the gun down because I, I felt like doing it. That's how I feel about changing. Oh, for goodness! <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's curtain call. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
I, I wanted to ask you about Ben Stokes's celebration uh, news story because you know they won the Ashes. You're aware of that. That's why no, you've they got. Have, they haven't own. won the Ashes. They haven't won the Ashes. They, they win the Test. What, they, they would. Have, they would have lost the Ashes if oh, they they'd lost, lost that Test. What it means is the te- the Ashes are still up is for the grabs. Third oh, so test? it continues. Well, there's two. Le- yeah, two left. Ah. Okay. Old Trafford and the Oval. Yeah. So they were down but not out. Well, they were virtually gone because right. it would have it would have meant they couldn't because. Well, yeah, basically, going, anyway. they're through to judges' houses. Yeah, well, yeah I don't get that reference any more than I get a cricket <laughs> reference. To be honest, well, they were almost all was lost, and then he right. turned it round. Is what I okay. see. Anyway, there was a news story that he then celebrated by getting an Uber to a drive-through McDonald's and spending. Fifty-five pounds on mm. on McDonald's burgers and filet of fish and <laughs> and other foodstuffs can to I, share with his cricketing pals. Can I stop you there for a second? Mm. Please do. Um, Inject some common sense into this ludicrous news story. Yes. You know we we. I think in in Britain, well, not amongst the sort of. Mm. Um, the sophisticates I hang around with now, but when I was growing up, we dream childs. We we would ne- we'd say fillet, right? Fillet, fillet of fish. We'd say fillet, like oh. if you got a fish fillets stuff. Like, we'd say, yeah, yeah. And then only when McDonald's um, emerged with fillet, did we all start saying fillet of fish? I never right. say, and I still oh. say fillet about other things. Right. Oh, I see, but you say fillet. Fish I know what fillets. you mean. Well, I based my... Um, I mean, I think people tend to borrow the lexicon from the ad where there was... was he a, I don't know where he was from, the man, but he would say, filly or fish for my wife. Yeah. Do you recall him? I don't. He became a legendary character. But it's, it's the one area where I would say fillet without yeah. even question like when, remember when Nestle's chocolate became suddenly became <laughs> Nestle I do not yeah well it, it's it's like it was it was uh, sprung I didn't upon know. them do you know why the filet of fish was invented Frank I think you can guess is it because of vegetarians going to no McDonald's? it's something a bit closer to your home Oh, is it for Catholics it's on a Friday? Lot. Oh, is it? They had to, I believe when the business started, um, they had to accommodate Friday. They noticed they had no business on a Friday uh. because of all your lot. Well, I didn't think we dominated that one. <laughs> McDonald's sounds more like, uh, you know, Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you customers. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So yeah. do you think Ben says fillet? He will do, won't he? Probably. He said... Uh, 55 quid on McDonald's. Also, to his credit, he did get an Uber. If you remember when West Bromwich yeah. Albion were uh, in Barcelona, they they, um, they stole a taxi cab. They stole it? <laughs> yeah. At least he... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just left it outside the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's, he's getting better, Ben. Yes. We won't talk about what Tony Adams, how he behaved. He said a great thing, like he said, didn't he? He said there was fillet of fish and quarter pounders flying everywhere. Oh, that does sound great. I'll tell you what that made me think. Do cricketers have a predisposition to catch burgers that are flying through the air better than the the other sportsmen or, or dare I say, the general population? Oh, definitely. Well, you say that. I did some lovely catching at Frank's this week. When he was throwing 
cheeseburgers at, yeah. No, we played a ball game with Buzz. What's that Did thing you? called? Oh, it was great. I don't know what it was. He, oh. won, he won it on the fair. <laughs> it's like a ball that expands in midair. And then it was very oh, yeah, complicated, fun. though, because he kept saying, make the throw harder, but not so hard I can't catch it. No, no, right. it's, yeah, it's very it's prescriptive yeah. on the throwing. But we... um. But I, don't you think... Can I ask a... You're you're a nutritionist. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a nutritionist or a motoring correspondent. You're I mean, the closest I'm, I'm I know. Barely to a comedian. Yeah, oh come on. <laughs> um, Go on. You know we are told in life often to listen to our bodies. Oh yeah. The instinct tells us, you know, that things what like what you crave. Yeah, that things like, um, you know, you lick a wound because there's something in saliva that actually yeah. helps the healing. But that we're all, if yeah. we just listen to our instincts. Now, I don't know about you, but all my instincts tell me not to eat salad, but, <laughs> but to be in a situation where there's filet fish and quarter pounders flying everywhere. Yeah. Well, how does, if you look at him, he's an incredible specimen of a, of a human being, um, yeah. physically. He's, he's amazing. Uh, and yet what we know of him is the night before he was um, eating pasta in his mm. pants at 10 o'clock when his wife turned up at the hotel. Really? Um, nothing wrong with being in your pants. So. He also started <laughs> the day with two coffees. Yeah. And that was it. And he had... Um, Two uh, two Yorkies with biscuit and raisin, which mm. I think sounds a bit southern softy to me. What's up with yeah. traditional Yorkies? <laughs> what I like for Yorkies is up until, I think about seven years ago, I think they had a slogan which is not for girls. Yes. Really? I thought, they yeah. did, yeah. That's the Yorkie wow. way. It was the lorry driver snack, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. But didn't he have knockoff Nando's? Yeah. What does that mean? You know, like, does it mean stolen? No, it's like you know those like, like the equivalent of Dixie fried chicken. So it'll be something oh. like I've seen one called Perry Perry. Right. I think there's a Nambos as well. Oh, with a I red cockerel. So there'll be one Sorry. called like no Grando. There is one, yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I see. So it wasn't even. He didn't even go authentic, man. It's like Perry Chicken House. It just suggests mm. to me that if that, that all this stuff, if it can turn you into someone as physically amazing as Ben Stokes, that maybe the dietitians have got it wrong. Agreed. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. If we can just jump back to a um, previous topic that we've covered. We've got a lot of plates spinning we'll on this show. Well, like. I'd like to do that as well, um, so come on now. Email tiger nuts and burning coal. Uh, rather pedantic. Two of the best golfers I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> rather pedantic, but Frank said tiger nuts were sort of striped, but they were more wrinkled than striped. Well, they were wrinkled. A bit like true. a prune but obviously not as large. No. As for Frank saying no one burns coal anymore, I do, and I have seven open fires, but unfortunately no servants to clean out the cinders. Seven I open may fires? Find a Are you life a satanist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Eccentric how? millionaire Alistair listening Crowley. to the show in a uh, country pile, as they say. Yeah. Call me. Um, Mick wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mick McDermott, Mick McDermott has yeah. got in touch. Sounds like a wrestler. I like bet him. He, has, he has a fillet. <laughs> fish on a Friday. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> what was it Michelle McManus said? <laughs> About Daniel O'Donnell. Big fan of the Catholic no, Church. It was mental. Oh, it was mental for the Catholic Church. <laughs> um, 
Mick McDermott says, I once went on the Dodgems at Nottingham Goose Fair uh-huh. and the tattooed bloke in charge was so fearsome we all drove round in a single file <laughs> circle for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But he was probably contemptuous of that because he believed in violence in all its manifestations. I don't well, think exactly. We can judge him on that. Not even Goose Fair. That's been going a while, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Oh, long time. I think Robin Hood used to go to that. <laughs> I think so. I bet he drove straight at people. <laughs> yeah. The rich, anyway. He Only the rich. rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gave in to the poor. <laughs> gave away to the poor. <laughs> it's a it's a misreading of it. <laughs> yeah. We were discussing the Ben Stokes story. For anybody just joining us, Ben Stokes uh, on uh, on temporary reprieving the yes. England cricket team. Yes, um, went for a, a McDonald's in an Uber mm. and uh, spent fifty five pounds. The bit I like about it's a this lot story, of McDonald's, isn't it? By the way? A lot of McDonald's mm. and and a lot of largeness in this story. I like the fact that he spent fifty five quid, which is a lot for McDonald's. McDonald's has got like Big Macs. I think he had other cricketers with him. Going large. Much largeness as largesse. No, I think. uh, Joe Root. As if to make it even more big, they went there in an Uber. Yeah. Yes. You know, Uber. I'm glad they didn't drive. Uber. I also like. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Frank's just got it. I'm sorry, Al. When uh, I like when you he got don't. home, his uh, his wife said, "Oh, so we've been to McDonald's, have we?" <laughs> wow! Which again was very sort of wife in the British biopic. Exactly. Who would be played by? Who are we going to go? Maybe maybe the nice lady in Gavin and Stacey, the blonde lady. Oh yeah. Or maybe a Jane Horrocks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she replied. I like that she did the wa- the wife thing. No, what's great about that is the bloke has come back from one of the greatest innings <laughs> of all time. And the first thing she says, I've been to McDonald's. <laughs> but that's it, got to keep his feet on the ground. Yeah. It reminded me of the, the, the big eating feast and having, um, having the, uh, the knockoff Nando's and the Yorkies. Yes. Do you remember Barfly, that Mickey Rourke film, which I I've do. always loved, when he, he's in for a fight... And so he breaks into someone's flat and eats everything in their fridge for fuel. <laughs> Three fights. And he's literally opening packets of like raw meat and just eating the fries. Oh, man. We've all done it. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. When Ben Stokes, let's hope this day is a long way off, when he finally passes away, do you think the headline will be Ben Croaks? <laughs> Is that how low the tabloids would have gone by then? <laughs> is, how many Andy McNabs do you think he's got? That he's read? Yeah. Oh, I just think most of them. Oh, yeah. do you think, oh, is he like an Andy McNabb? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have no idea, but he must like an Andy McNabb. Favourite film? I wonder. Oh. Well, Al, you're quite Born good. Identity. Short, oh, short so and redemption. Well, that, no, I'm, just I'm sorry, my own. I'm, I'm giving I'm this to Al. <laughs> He's got it. He's got it. Flash, the Flashman novels. He's probably <laughs> too young for Rambo, isn't he? So it'll be the Born Identity. No, Born Identity is the millennial version. This is ve- that's have very. You, have you ever read any Flashman novels? No, but no. I know a few people that rave about them. Yeah, I read one once. It was really got lots of history in it. People love it, but it's based on the school bully from Tom. I mean, if you're going to get a spin-off, oh, you like a school bully? Yeah, I do. But he doesn't, get, by the way, don't write in. You don't get many spin-offs based on the school bully. There's, there's no, there was no Gripper Stepson 
Um, we have rights another too. Another gap in the market uncovered by Skinner. <laughs> Frank, um, the, the, mu- the much neglected uh, section of society, the school bully. Exactly. <laughs> Can we please talk about Ricky Hatton while we're on the subject of sportsman and diet? Hitman? Yeah. Hitman, Ricky, is he Ricky Hitman Hatton? Yes. That's what well, he was. Oh, yeah. OK. Well, I suppose he he's no longer... Yeah, he is, he went on a holiday to Mykonos this week. He was with his girlfriend, who apparently is known affectionately as the Fun Police. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her the Fun Police. Oh, that's, okay. that is brilliant. Come on. All right, but PC Brigade won't like that. No. <laughs> um, feminists choking on their falafels. I have, to, he... I have to say, she hasn't <laughs> always been rigorous in her policing. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless... She prefers a lesser affair attitude to policing. But did you see, Al, he posted on social media, he was doing updates about his holiday, and it was a bit strange because the newspapers then reported on it. I'm not saying he was promoting the resort necessarily. I would never suggest that. Uh, But it did say in the news report... With the airport only three miles away, these luxury villas are very close to the centre and it's the perfect spot to see the island in all its glory. Mm. Now, that feels a bit odd to me. I'm just saying. Right. But you wouldn't promote a resort by saying it's stupidly expensive. No, he didn't eat the food there, you see. This is you uh, ate it at a restaurant. We should explain uh, what happened. We should. He, Al, over he, to you. He ordered some food. It was a uh, it was Kobe beef uh, ribeye. Mm. Uh, Kobe is, I think, the the uh, the cow that gets like posh beer and a shoulder massage and stuff like that. Does <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they live, they give the, it a lovely life, so the meat's yeah. nice. So they have a. I, I will life. eat that. I don't want. Um, I don't want to eat an animal that's had a better life than me and many of my friends. I don't think that's fair. I'm in your class Maybe that's the only animals we should eat. <laughs> yeah, that we eat out of bitterness. Well, that's making no, me. Well, I don't good. want to say that. But if I'm ever, if something terrible happens and I'm ever on a desert island, who should go first? I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, good luck to the turned, aristocracy. Well, I was. <laughs> I was at. A, I'm going to them first. I was at a posh restaurant recently, and on the bill it said rare breed pork. Chicken. And I thought, well, don't bring that up. <laughs> don't bring that up. That's obviously that's put me off ordering it. Don't mention right, that it's yeah. a rare breed. No, that's job. what puts the price up. How, how much was the steak, Al? Uh, it turned out to be um, 920 euros, 834 pounds. <laughs> 834 pounds. Can we just that's say hats pounds after Whoa. October the 31st, by the way? Wow. Okay. Can I just quickly say hats off to all the tabloids for avoiding the headline mistake, expensive mistake. I think you'll find hats on. Oh, very good. You you can keep your hat on. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've, so, uh, we've just received another bit uh, that I think is important because of the many spinning plates of this show, uh, entitled BT Tower. There's still a revolving restaurant at the top of the BT Tower, there? available for private hire and use for BT events. Great views so long as it's not too cloudy. Sarah, brackets, BT employee, so she oh, should know. so you couldn't... Because I did a charity phoning thing there once. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But um, not yes, just me. Yes, I remember me. that. I think you and Adrian did it. Was it a telethon thing? I loved a telethon. It was, um, yeah, I think, 
Atira was in there, Poppy Delavine. Delavine? Poppy Delavine. Nearly. Yeah, she was there. <laughs> um, Frank, yeah. so this Ricky Hatton. Well, can I ask a question about sure. the Ricky Hatton? Sure. Sure. Um, he ordered this steak. He ordered it. He ordered it. He ordered it. Um, I know he's well. I'll tell you exactly. What did they give him the ladies' menu? Do you remember that? For the fun, for the fun police. The (laughs) the ladies' menu for our younger readers is there used to be a menu you could get with no prices on. Still have it. That one was given to the ladies. They still have it at certain old-fashioned. But you wouldn't give it to the hit man, surely. Well, what the fun police wouldn't have that. No. He said, Ricky said, I just ordered it, didn't look. Ha ha, the bill bill came and the fun police started laughing. (laughs) 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 Imagine if that was just your name. You'd had no say in it. It worries me. Was it on her bank account? There's an element of love. The booby. God bless. TFP. I wouldn't want that as my. I mean, those are. I bet she gets. That's her name now. No. But I sense though you have warmed to it. <laughs> I know. Said, hey, I'm coming round. There now. is something brilliant about it, <laughs> even though it's obviously terrible in some other aspects. He also had four hundred. He spent four hundred and fifty pounds on a bottle of champagne, which I noticed the son didn't oh. question. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a clerical error. That no. was just a choice. I mean, he was known as Ricky Fatten during his yes. career yeah. because he used to do this thing. He was light welterweight. Mm-hmm. So How was he? Yeah. So. In order to fight, you'd have to be, oh, God, I don't about 10 stone? Right. That could be wrong. But anyway, yeah. You know, and so often what fighters do is mm. they, they, let, they let themselves go a bit, you know, in between fights. They have a fights. phrase they call their walking around with. They yeah. walk around it. Yeah, well, I would know all this. Oh, yeah, we'll so. I know quite a few people that would talk about how they walk around at a certain weight. Yeah. Well, Anthony Joshua looked <laughs> in lovely shape when we met him. Well, he's probably more disciplined. He probably walks around at his fight <laughs> weight. Yeah, like, but the oh, thing is... on us. You should have met him. I, uh, Ricky wasn't in the same postcode as his fighting lights during that. <laughs> yeah. He incredibly would just, I mean, he would put, you know, a yeah. lot of weight yeah, yeah. on. Pile on the pounds. And then get it all off again, oh, ready for the fight. It's a shame. So I'm not surprised that he's ordered um, some big steaks. He loves the steak. Well, the most expensive steak I ever ordered, I had. I got into um, a little bit of trouble. This would have been a good text in. Most expensive oh, steak you good. ever ordered. Yeah. I, I went to a very expensive restaurant. I took Beyonce's PR out to dinner and he had expensive tastes, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. The steak cost, uh, I think, about £69. The person he was with ordered one. 150 notes on steak. I can't, I can't afford those prices. I knew it was expensive because Chris Evans was in the restaurant and they brought it over with oohs and ahs on a big tray. Oh, wow. And Chris Evans looked as if to say, hi, rollers. Wow. I couldn't afford it. I've got nothing to bring to this conversation. Well, I'll tell you what. About I, what have you spent, Frank? expensive steak you've ever ordered. I'll tell you what I, I have afford- got to Not bring to it. Um, apart from the first posh restaurant <laughs> I went into, I ordered yeah. steak tartare, well done. <laughs> but I went out with Kath for her birthday last week and um, we were sitting in a very nice restaurant, Rock House. Really, the food's oh, fantastic. Oh, lovely yeah, choice, sir. But I did look across at her about half an hour in and say... 
I don't know why we bother with this. Do you neither of me? We don't like posh restaurants. Mm. Isn't it just an enormous faff? And she said, yeah, I'd rather just stay in or go somewhere down the road. Yeah. I said, yeah, should we just do that from now on? And she said, so that was it. I saved a bit of cash there, Al. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just, you know, it's Not a lot idea. of faff. It's a thing you say oh, I don't to care. save the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Thanks for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.